to episode of the Nintendo Tam Podcast. I am Triforce Top. Join me today is Wario Will. Welcome to August, everybody. Yes, it, we are finally in August, almost to the end of summer. And yes, it's almost time for you kiddos to get back to school. Yes, it's almost time. Summer's almost over. <laughs> That's right. We're so old, we can tell you to go back to school. And we <laughs> don't have to do it. We can stay home at times and play video games at times when we're not working most of the time. <laughs> Being an adult sucks. Yeah, so I'm just basically, I'm, I'm sorry because I'm immediately reminded like I used to be with it once, but they changed what it was and now <laughs> what it is, is, isn't it? And now everything is weird and scary. It will happen to you. I'm just reminded of that quote. <laughs> and then we try and walk up to the mall hip. Greetings, fellow kids. Ah, Steve the Shame. All right. Oh, yeah. Also, here, Skull Kid Scott. I miss those days. I don't. <laughs> Look, don't get me wrong. Being an adult sucks sometimes, but I would rather be an adult and have to deal with crap than be a teenager and have to deal with more crap. <laughs> <laughs> At least I could deal with crap and then have four hours planned out to play video games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we make do. We make do. All right. So uh, apparently. Uh, Falcon Faith got hit with a hypnosis beam, so she is still out sleeping with Pokemon. We're just gonna leave her. It just feels right. We tried the Pokey flute, didn't work. Yeah, Snorlax got up though. He was great, <laughs> very entertaining. I'm sure she's totally gonna miss that. Uh, like, why didn't you wake me up when a Snorlax awoke? Like, you were sleeping. It's not our fault you weren't there for the exciting parts. He did a backflip. I didn't know Snorlax was that flexible. So it'll be it'll be once again a three-man show. But we have a very packed for show for you today. So we'll get it all started off with what have you been playing? And unlike last week, I'm gonna go first because I've honestly only been playing a few things recently, including I finished my run of The Last of Us, Part One. And I have officially posted, thanks to Keith, uh, my comparison of The Last of Us, which is better, the TV show or the video game in various aspects. Go check it out. I really worked hard on it. I wrote like 5,000 words. It was a lot. <laughs> but a I, lot I, wanted, I, I wanted to be comprehensive. I mean, I broke down like, you know, who was the better Joel and Ellie, who what, what was left behind better, which version. Uh, you know, the danger, the world building, Tess, Marlene, all of them. So I, I the only thing I didn't touch on was Tommy. Oh, okay, okay. I just didn't feel like it. I just wasn't feeling it. Because, I mean, like, he's <laughs> very, very, very minor. So I don't yeah. know if that changes in part two. Does it change? Does, well, does it change in part two? It does. He, he does become a bigger role. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. So... But he only had like a few. He had like the one episode in the the series, and then like that one section at the dam in the game. So I just, uh, I gave Tommy a pass. So make make your own judgment there. But uh, everything else, I pretty much touch on. I'm really interested in hearing all your thoughts. So please go check it out. My my The Last of Us comparison. I even tagged Naughty Dog in a tweet. They didn't RT it, sadly. <laughs> but a guy can dream. <laughs> a guy can dream. Uh. I've also been playing Persona 4 Golden. I'm getting really close to that. I, I want to talk about some things, though. First of all, um, I wasn't sure who I was going to be a partner with until I accidentally got to a rank 9 with somebody. And it, okay. was like, it was my first one, and I was just like, 
you know, I actually do kind of like them. So let's let's just see how this goes. And so I did. And I, I, got, I haven't done rank 10 with them. And then I was at a rank 9 with another girl. And nothing happened. I'm like, well, that's weird. But then the rank 10 was everything. So I saved the game before I did the rank 10. And I did her rank 10 in the very alleged, uh, very, uh, what's the word? Um, suggestive. Uh, oh. <laughs> it was so suggestive. I mean, like, I'll, I'll just tell you, it doesn't matter. Uh, I, 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 thought, I thought it would be with Yumi, but it didn't turn out that way, ironically, because I, I, I went to rank down with someone else first. And so I did Yumi's scene, and she basically just, like, tells me to take off my clothes. I'm just like, <laughs> okay. I thought, like, Risei would be that way. I'm sure Risei is incredibly suggestive. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Um, but that was that was interesting. Uh, would you like guys like to guess who my character is that I am with? Like I know the the, the most popular answer would be Chie, but I don't think Chie would be the, your type of gal. Maybe. Mm. I okay. Hold on, Scott. I find that insulting. <laughs> First of all, Chie is adorable. All right. Yes. Second of all, who doesn't love? I, as I've noted multiple times in this podcast, am a total fan of strong women, especially martial arts strong women. If you can kick my butt, then do so. You, you deserve it. If, I, if you have to break me in half, I deserve it. All right? I, I am completely fine with Chie. How dare you, sir? <laughs> uh, so, okay, if not Chie, then hmm, I wonder. Uh, My guess would be Yukiko. It was Yukiko. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, it, again, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't like with uh, Kawakami, where I was just like, "Nope, she's mine." <laughs> you know, I dig her. Hot for teacher. You know, she's mine. I I didn't have that here. I mean, there were a lot of good ones. I liked Chie. She she had that spunkiness that was really great. I I, I admired Yukiko's story about you know I have to get away or maybe I don't. Yumi's was heartbreaking because of her father. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Reese was surprisingly deep despite her infinite flirting. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, I don't want to be reset. I want to be reset, which I can totally relate to in certain ways. But it it literally just came down to I didn't want to turn Yukiko down when she's, like, professing her love for me. I was just like, that would be so mean. So fine. Uh, yeah, I like you too, Yukiko. <laughs> oh, well. But I, I don't mind. Yukiko's great. She's a, she's a great character. Um, and I would love to make her laugh. Like, I, I find oh, her laughing fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I would, mm -hmm. I would be that guy who like would want that because I know that would make her happy. Now, on the contrast, there is a character in this game who I hate more than life itself, and oh, I hate Teddy. Teddy, it's Teddy. Yes. Oh my god! Don't get me wrong. Morgana in in a uh, Persona Five, the cat's annoying. And yes, it's a cat. Don't tell me it's not a cat. It's a freaking cat. All right, Morgana's annoying. It's a shadow. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy is is insane. He's like the worst, and like I don't know how they haven't killed him, especially Yusuke, voiced by Yuri Lowenthal. Uh, like just kill him already. All right, like it started out fine. I was like, okay, it's this extra dimensional teddy bear. Whatever. I can, I can. There's, there's weirder things out there, right? So like, why not? And but the moment he gets his body, which they never really explain. He just wills the body in the suit. Okay. <laughs> and based, again, voiced by the lovely Sam Rigo, who also is Phoenix Wright in other games. He's like, yeah, like, we, oui, monsieur, how do I look? 
And like, like even even humor him say, say magnifique. Like, ah, don't egg him on. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's just like, and then I'm like, okay, you know, you know, a new new life experience. Fine, I can get behind this. Like, you know, go Teddy. Fine, but then he just gets more and more perverted, and it's just so wrong. Like, like hey, TJ had a score. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not even that. Am I like wait, using the phrases wrong? Ah ha ha ha. But you know, there's a scene where uh, they all go to the beach and. Wow. Teddy, like, basically is is heavily, heavily stated that he's trying to basically take all of their bathing suits off, all the girls' bathing suits off. And he even says, come on, ladies, it's, it's, it's fine to have a wardrobe malfunction. I'm like, no! Uh, and yeah. Then he, and then he says to Yosuke, man, Yosuke, you only have girls on your mind all the time. And I'm like, the heck, dude? You, you're much worse than Yosuke ever was. Yosuke at least has class. It's just I I oh like every time you open his mouth I'm afraid of like something insane coming out of it. It's just like oh gods make it stop. And and because like but Morgana was that way. No, Morgana was only into Lady Anne, and he at least yes. called her Lady Anne to show how much <laughs> respect he had for Anne. And you know like that that's subtle, but that makes the difference. I mean he wasn't he wasn't into Makoto. He wasn't into Fabata or anyone else. It was always Lady Anne. That that makes him a Steve Urkel, which is his own problem in its own right. But that's another topic entirely. But <laughs> it, it's true. Like I, I in my adult life, I looked back on Steve Urkel and I went, you know, he's not okay. <laughs> All right? Like we we praise that kid way too much when he's like a straight up stalker. Anyway, uh, again, another topic. But no, Teddy. Teddy is the absolute worst. Right, so. <laughs> I mean, just hear you complain about Teddy. I mean, again, that is the general consensus. But it only goes to oh wait, I'm not alone. My... I'm not you are not at all. You are not. It is the general consensus that people basically do not like Teddy. And Teddy is probably kind of... the least liked thing in Persona 4. Yeah, <laughs> and, and if, as so far as as far as concerned, like it only proves that Persona 3's mascot of Koromaru is indeed the best mascot of Persona 3 yes. so far. Yes. <laughs> I, I have not seen that one, so I will not make a judgment yet. Oh, don't worry. He, he, he's not annoying. He's just a simply dog. He's just a simple dog. He's just best boy. Just, oh, <laughs> good boy. Yes. And again, sometimes... Sometimes basic is better, which is something I noted in my The Last of Us comparison. But uh, yeah, Teddy's just the worst. Like, I don't. They, they, I, they. The only reason they put up with him is because he ha he has the power, like, to you know, go into the television and you know, help sense things and whatever. Otherwise, they would have ditched him a long time ago. There is no doubt in my mind. So, <laughs> but you know, it's it's. I I also want to say that this game, like, there was like, this period, like a, a month and a half period, where this game like just drags. Like there's no cases, there's just like life stuff going on, and it's fine. oh okay 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 it's okay. fine in and of itself because you do make connections with people and everything. Like I had, I went to the festival of Rise, and like that was a nice significant moment. But uh, and now we're back in a new dungeon, and it's just like the same thing like, all over again. Like I wish there was more, like a better variety, like we got in Persona Five here. Which again, you know, one had to walk so the other could run, but yeah. You know. I'm still enjoying the game, and I'll be playing it later tonight. But I also will soon be starting at last my Final Fantasy VII Integrate run. Okay, Ooh. okay. I have never fully beaten Final Fantasy VII. I played it on PC, uh, with my old PC, and then yeah. I, I literally—I kid you not—I literally got bored. <laughs> you mean the OG? Uh, the OG. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember where you were at in the OG? Um, I—it was after the party where Cloud dresses up like a girl. Okay. It's like so. It's a little bit after there, 
And okay, so you still haven't left Midgar. No, no I had, I, okay, the honeybee and the honeybee club. I, yeah, I had, yeah, I had definitely not left Midgar. There was just like something going on, and it was just like you know, let me just put this down. <laughs> and I just never got back to it. It was actually kind of boring, and that that might just be my my age bias, I suppose. But uh, I'm very excited to play Integrate, you know, with the new battle system, with the updated graphics, and I'm sure that'll keep my attention more. So. Very, very excited to start Plus, that. Plus, the Probably. pacing is a lot better. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it definitely they improved a lot. In, wait, in, wait, in, what, the what scene, Scott? The pacing. Oh, the pacing. Yes, absolutely. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious to see how this was because this was like, you know, like the game of one of the games of the year when it came out and everyone's can't wait for Rebirth. Um... Right, it's rebirth, right? Rebirth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it rebirth. Is rebirth. Of course, you still got the the integrate uh, mission with uh, Yuffie as well, so you yeah, still got something to do. Yeah, this this yeah. is the complete yep. version. This you one, got the big version. <laughs> yeah, I got the big version. And I got it on sale. You know, I got it, like for like twenty nine ninety nine, so that was like really really good. Uh, also, the I, I I'm on my Steam page right now, and it, they're showing me the community content and like. Yeah, there's a lot of pictures of Atifa and Aerith here. Yes, yes, there is. <laughs> yeah, and, and one of them is like a picture of like Tifa looking down on you, and, it, and the caption is, I see an angel. Ah, <laughs> uh, of course. And then there's a picture of uh, Aerith and Tifa, and I go, well, oh, that's fine, I see two. I'm like, Either, I, both are good. And yes, I like Tifa, Tifa, strong woman. But uh, Aerith's great, too. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll probably be that'll probably be like the majority of my weekend because I don't have any big work plans so far. So that'll be nice. So nice. yeah, it, it's nice to have like one game to focus on instead of like you know a game, a show, and all this other stuff. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's good. It's good that we have a definitely quiet period at the moment right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like I was thinking about this just honestly. Like, what's the next big Nintendo game that I'm gonna get? Because I'm not getting Pikmin Four, which I know Will's probably about to talk about. But <laughs> I'm not getting Pikmin Four. Nothing's coming out this month, right? Not that I know of. Not that I'm aware of. Next month is Button Kaitos, the yeah, um, yeah, yeah. remasters. I, I'm pretty sure I reserved that, so I probably will get that and enjoy that. Uh, hopefully, hopefully. And then October is is Wonder, and then and then November is RPG. So yes, you know, yes, yes. So I got I got time to do all this other stuff before those games come around. All right, Will. How about you? So yeah, like as you said, I have been continuing my track on Pikmin 4, and aside from after the ending, and I there is, I just will spoil just a little bit, you do actually play as, as Olimar, we're going to his first 15 days, and I'm kind of going through basically on that, because there is a time with his um, little side story that you only have 15 days to collect 30 parts, so yeah, yeah. just got to do a minimum of two, but... Yeah, I'm not sure if you've seen this on, if people have seen this on YouTube, but there's like this one guy going on a playthrough and basically has nearly perfect Tandori and basically did everything in four days. Which is like I'm just very impressed. Like basically so efficient with his Tandori, like getting enough bombs. Because like again, you don't have like the, the abilities you have with the in four. It, it does unlock as the day goes on, but you don't have like the charge, you don't have like the uh like, you don't have Ochi, you don't have to pop until much later on. So, yeah, just like seeing his Dandori doing it four days for 30 parts, quite impressive. But, yeah, um, at the moment right now, I am continuing on just on a little bit afterwards with that. Uh, yeah, one um, yeah, one, one of the newer maps we're going to, like, handling a lot. There's, like, a lot of different hazards. But I'm just continuing on that track. But uh, the majority-wise of these past few days, I have been going on and continuing on with uh, Tears of the Kingdom. And, yeah, like, 
I'm pretty sure there's a uh, YouTube videos up on it, like because I, I did the rest of the the four main um tempos, and when I reached uh to the landing point again, see quote unquote fake Zelda, which is absolutely, <laughs> I mean, uh, should I spoil this part, uh, Scott, for you if you want me to? Or yeah, go for it. So he, he yeah, probably, like, you probably can guess what it is. So yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> quote unquote, it's fake Zelda created by Ganondorf himself. Yada yada, yeah. yeah, big surprise. And like, yeah, once you dispel the fake Zelda after the four made nudges, like, yeah, yeah, you gotta find the the fifth one. And like, the, the strange thing is because like, I, I, many pro- podcasts prior, like, I, I did the the fifth dungeon. I found the fifth the fifth stage and like, and even uh, got the, the the master sword beforehand. So like, when I reached that. Uh, after clearing the uh, the spelling fake Zelda, like okay, now we got to find the f- the fifth sage. Uh, Pira, actually, what you already found the fifth sage already, and you found the master sword. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I just really like that little touch. Like if you have gone beyond the point of sequence, like uh, story sequences, it does acknowledge like oh you did this already. Oh, oh that's good. Okay, and now I'm pretty much got that trigger point of like yeah, just go go straight to Ganondorf right now if you want to. So yeah, little, nice little details on that. So, but I haven't. I'm not going there to the point yet. I'm I'm actually at right now. I'm collecting the different armor sets. Uh, uh, around I still have to get the the frostbite armor, which is basically the nature's armor. If if you know that. Uh, so yeah, like because all the three main dragons have their own personal armor sets, like Pharon, uh, Elden, and and Nadra. So yeah, basically I'm currently doing that right now. So once I get that, uh. The armor says I'll probably like they go continue on and finally finish up this main story and not take another year like with Breath of the Wild. <laughs> but, I, uh, I had no idea there were dragon armors. Um, yeah, like I'm not sure if you you wait wait, wait you you didn't got the fifth stage, did you? Yeah, I did. It beat the whole game. Uh, okay. Oh, right, right, because it is part of the main story. Right, right, right. You yeah. got the master sword and the fifth stage. Yeah. So yeah, you you did at least get the the dra- the Pharaoh's Far- armor, the dungeon dragon's armor. So. Uh... Yeah, it was part of the story. Uh, oh, then yeah, least... like yeah, I guess I did. I just didn't think about it. So yeah, <laughs> so uh, on that, so basically, I'm just kind of finishing up as well as uh, got like the, also the special armor that's also like in the depths, like the like the um, breath of the wild. Yeah, breath of the wild. Uh, no, Bre- not breath of the wild. Uh, tears of the. Ki- <laughs> oh, so, I'm sorry. The other old Zelda games, like with the original Zelda, with uh, <laughs> Link's Awakening, the mask and all that. Like the, basically, the costume you get from Meepo, you can also get unlock in here. And basically, majority of it is in the depths. So that's what I've also been doing, including Majora's Mask. Which again, Majora's Mask is always cool, except it's right beneath the the um, the Colosseum depths, which unfortunately you have to face up against Linos. And you know how much li- we we Zelda players hate Linos. So, <laughs> but th- yeah, basically, I'm just doing that. At, at the moment right now so there's that and of course naturally we just recently got a recent update on Faye on uh, fire emblem heroes which is the t banner which thankfully i i'm not too worried we're at 6.5 uh anniversary yeah, six and a half year anniversary can you believe that todd yeah six and a half years <laughs> since then yeah was, that's like, weird 20, it was 2017 yeah so, <laughs> what is time what is, <laughs> Time, huh? <laughs> Six and a half years since Fire Emblem Heroes first came out with its um, with Nintendo's mobile initiative, and yeah, like yeah, like, thankfully this my orbs are safe for this time around. I'm not too worried about this next banner. And again, where's Choose Your Legends? But I digress. But either way, go log in, get some free summon tickets, and all that. So there's that. But overall, yeah, that's pretty much it at the moment right now. Of course, naturally next week I can get back to Splatoon three because of course Splatfest will be talking about next 
next week, and I and just minorly as well. I also finished up the the quote unquote fame pass for uh, Fall Guys, which okay, get ready. And I've got, also I'm not sure we touched this last time, but uh, we all like they in the Square Enix presentation they actually got to collaborate with Fall Guys to bring the Warriors <laughs> of Light. They're like okay, weirdest combination, but fine. Warriors of Light collaboration, Final Fantasy and Fall Guys, why not? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's just about it. That's just about it. <laughs> At this point, with crossovers, it's almost just like, why not, right? <laughs> like, I mean, we're not reaching really levels of Fortnite to the point. We're not going to have Spider-Man yet. I know, or... but like, just in general, like with every super major property, it's literally a case of why not. Like, think about it. Like With Fortnite, it's whatever character you want. With Fall Guys, it's whatever one you can make a costume for. Then you have like Dead by Daylight, where they got Nick Cage. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Awesome. And now they got the Xenomorph. Oh yeah, 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 announced, yeah, yeah. And that's awesome. Like Keith is totally pumped for that. And like, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. You know, that would be a totally great killer monster because it's a way for it killer monster. It's one of the biggest fears of the '80s outside of Jaws. Yeah, mm. yeah. Just wait till we get the Jaws big monster for <laughs> oh, it. My God. A shark walking on legs. Oh, geez, I remember that zombie shark. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, hold on. I want to picture this now. What if they did a Dead by Daylight Shark Week? Yes. Yes. Like it, 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 the content only is there for one week of a year, and it's but instead of like you all running, you're all on like canoes and kayaks, and so you have to use like certain survival abilities to survive Jaws. Oh, we need to pitch this. <laughs> the Shark Week just ended, so oh, we need to pitch this. Scott, Got a whole me. twelve months to work on it. <laughs> exactly. You have this could be like the ultimate one week content. Like and like, uh, like we'll set they'll set Steam records and active <laughs> user records because everyone will want to do it for Shark Week. It's oh, we really gotta tweet them about this. Ooh, this is. It'll, it'll be the equivalent of like the Overwatch Lucio ball. <laughs> yeah. The only time people actually want to log in the game. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, yeah, I mean it's the easiest mini game around. And heck, after what Blizzard has done it, yeah, that's pretty much the only time, <laughs> if anything. It's the only yeah. time I ever open Overwatches for Lucio Ball, if I'm yeah. honest. <laughs> I can yeah. care less about the game at this point. Yeah, I haven't even logged in back since then. I mean, I know they have like different costumes and old OG costumes, but at a price, Blizzard, yeah, you're being it, way too greedy. The costumes are not worth it. Like, I don't, I don't see trying to spend twenty dollars on anything that they put out. <laughs> I, I, by the way, I'm actually really serious about the Shark Week thing because I think that would be so cool. But, I mean, I why not? It's perfect, Corporal. Exactly. <laughs> We already have a Jaws, so I'm sure there's other killer sharks we can find. There you go. I mean, we have Meg, too. Oh, like said, oh, I know oh, a lot of people God. do not like that movie. <laughs> Apparently, the, the sequel is like just plain atrocious. Like it's, like, <laughs> it's like bottoming out on Rotten Tomatoes, which is actually a real rarity, believe it or not. <laughs> anyway, back to the, ga back to the games. Um, yeah, as, as I said, I'm just pretty much... Uh, I'm just what, yeah, Scott, is next, uh, your turn now. <laughs> Alrighty. So I played a little bit more Dokapon Kingdom. Mm -mm. Um, I actually think this may be a game I just might randomly play at times just be for the fun of just how ridiculous you can do things. But also because I got one of my other friends just involved and now he's literally played it by himself. Uh... <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'll like ask him about like how he's doing and he's like, no, he's just like, I decided to start another game of Dokapon Kingdom. And I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> oh boy. He just played with PCs and he's just like, I feel, or he's just, yeah, he's just playing with the computer players and he's just like, yeah, they feel they're all cheaters. I'm like, they are cheaters, but. <laughs> <laughs> playing on CPUs. Oh boy. <laughs> but I would not recommend 
because yes, they are cheaters and they seem to always have like weighted spinners that make them have the exact amount they need to do the thing. Oh, Whereas man, you're that's... over here constantly getting two and four instead of the three that you need. <laughs> oh man, that's reminding me of Mario Party days. Oh boy. <laughs> Why do I have to have the exact number to get to the stupid monster? Um, so I played a little bit more Dokapon Kingdom. It's still really fun. I've also started a game, Crimson Tactics, which is a well, a tactics game, SRPG kind of style. I'm still in the beginning-ish of the game. I just got past a few of the... Well, I got done tutorial. I'm finally starting the game where you actually make your character. The tutorial itself, you start off as the villain. And they teach you how to fight by giving you a super OP character that you just have to basically kill a bunch of grunts. <laughs> so it's Sephiroth. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because he's just going on and he's just doing all these killing things. And the king is like, we're trying to find peace. He's like, yeah, screw peace. Like, okay, I know who the villain is now. <laughs> and then your character is actually uh, one of the soldiers for that army. And then Tilly decides that the army is kind of doing drastic things that he doesn't like. So he starts going to the rebellious side. So that's always fun to have, like, you start off in an army, and now you're by yourself, and then you're starting to slowly accumulate forces. But it also gives you, like, an introduction to that way of getting your characters, finding new classes, and getting a lot more ideas of how the game mechanics work, which this actually has a fun mechanic with how it uses its AI-type system. Because you know how, like, in auto battles with SRPGs, it's basically you can do auto battle and everything will happen for you. Yeah, I yeah, like the way that this the way that this does it is you can actually just assign specific units of yours to be auto, and then you can still control the rest of them. So you can have like say you have a healer, they don't want to constantly keep moving back and forth. You can just put them in auto and just put them like a set path to make them do every turn when they get the chance until you actually need them to heal you. And so that's what I do. <laughs> because there's no point in having a healer that doesn't do anything except for a heal, and then they have to actually have to keep moving them back and forth. And it's just like it's their turn. Oh, the AI will do this but I can interrupt it whenever I actually need them to heal me. Or I can just put them as like a setting of just like, hey, you can also be a support. So whenever I have anybody hurt, you can just heal them automatically. So I like having a little more control in that regard. I do think that it's always, I like having more control in how AI runs. Cause then I could just like, I, even when like things run are like autoed, I feel like I still did it because it's like, I control the auto and how it works. And so in the first few uh, maps that they, like, introduced that mechanic to me, I tried testing it with a bit of, like, the characters and stuff for not just because of uh, testing that, but also because I feel like it's a little more authentic to have it where you're just this random guy who shows up into an army and there should be no reason why your character is allowed to control all the units. <laughs> so I tried to make it make sense in a story perspective, having these characters be like, okay, so this is this is a knight, this will be a front guard. This is a archer, he'll, best, he'll basically be shooting things from afar. This is a mage who wants to use as much spells as possible and accumulate as much magic points. And then I just controlled my own guy and then the person who you come with, who's a friend, just to like test the waters of how it could work. And I actually really dig this system and how that runs. Mm -hmm. And I do wish that we see systems similar to that going forward of having like the ability to choose and to kind of customize the auto and like the AI that shows the auto. I know Disgaea 6 tried it. And a lot of people don't like it because Disgaea is always big on like, hey, we're a super hard game. And so trying to do auto <laughs> makes it a lot easier. Yeah, like <laughs> uh, just briefing on that because they also released some trailers in 
it was going to Disguise 7. And apparently this time around, they're limiting auto battles with like a Primo uh, something, another gas. So actually, there is a limit to auto battles in Disguise <laughs> 7 this time around, which is... I don't know how to feel that because again, I I played this guys. I reviewed for the site and like yeah, the auto battle was great, but the fact is made it too accessible. Like that, it takes any difficulty out of it. And yeah. Now they bring a limit to using auto battles in Disguise Seven, like, and you basically really pushing for that um AI system, the, the, the demonic intelligence, basically setting your AI, which is like I have to, I don't have any time for that. <laughs> I mean, sure you can do that. There is basic AIs you can put in. The characters but like limiting uh auto battle systems is like uh, i don't know yeah how feel. i don't i don't like that but i'll i'll see how like this guy seven runs of course but mm. <clears throat> i probably won't play this guy seven for a while anyways <laughs> uh, i'll be uh, i already got my, my pre-order for ps4 already just nice. wait for that thing yeah yeah, so that, that's one of the things that I really liked is having a customizable feature because I know like that was an issue I noticed people had with disguise six and my biggest issue with it was it was is probably a little made things a little easier in the sense that it controlled everything for you. I kind of mm. like it where I get to be able to poke and prod and feel like my programmer roots coming back again. Mm. Whereas like I can control how this runs and why this works this way, and I could just put them in auto, and it just feels a lot more satisfying to me. Mm. Okay, 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 okay. And so that's one thing I really liked about Crimson Tactics. Um, I also have been playing. Genshin Impact again after forever because I finally wow. actually get done with the event and also because so I can actually get the Kaya skin. Oh, okay. <laughs> because okay. I don't want to have to ever pay money to get a skin. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well get it when it's free. Yep. Sure. Cars, cars, cars. Mm -hmm. So, which honestly, yeah, I did. I dig having to be able to do that. I was able to basically finish the entire event in two days. <laughs> ah, nice. Which I mean, I know that they they basically time bar it for when it first comes out for like the first like week and a half, but it's been so long since the event started that I was able to just do everything. <laughs> Which I mean, is every, very nice. <laughs> I mean, again, with everything else, with Honkai Star, Star Rails, I mean, heck, even now with the recent release of Baldur's, Baldur's Gate 3, like all these games like coming out, like we don't have time for these things, especially for free to play games like Honkai or freaking uh, Genshin. Yeah. Like, I mean, like in Star Rail, I'm just on the like, dailies part because I already finished most of all the other like events and time stuff. And it, it seems like there's a lot less stuff it adds with each event, which I don't actually find that as a bad thing. It gives you a lot of resources from doing the events, but you don't have to do nearly as much. As like Genshin, where it's just like each treasure chest gets you like one primo gem. If you want to get every single primo gem, you get all 117 treasure chests. It is and so slow. So I mean, like, I just, I just like. I just like log if I ever do go back to Genshin, like I, I just like okay, log in. I mean that just grab my free gift and that's it. And that's barely like even one temple, which is really ugh. Yeah, I basically just like I, for the longest time of like with Genshin when I had to like force myself to play, I'd just do dailies and get out, even if there's something going on. Uh, but that was also because I was the dummy who decided to spend money on the uh the Welkin moons. Uh, and I would like I'd top out on them, so I'd just have like a hundred or two hundred days. So I just felt like I'd be losing money if I didn't log in every day to get that plus uh, dailies. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, now yeah. I let I let it expire. Now I don't have nearly as much urgency to play the game or to log in every day. But when I do actually want to log in, I actually want to do something. I'm not just <laughs> doing the daily, do a login, leave, do a daily, do a login, leave. Yeah, so as I said, that's... I was able to play it for like basically a day's worth of time of just getting through all the event, getting all the stuff that I wanted. 
getting enough to get like four or five multis off the Wanderer banner, which I didn't get anything out of, but I got enough to pull on stuff for it. But yeah, it also increases yeah. my pity for if there's another banner that maybe I'll get something out of. I still have enough to do almost one multi, though, so I might just do dailies for the next two days and then get off it until the next event and banner happens <laughs> yes uh yeah this is a reminder of all our listeners out there if you have playing free to play games like fortnite only invest like into one or two do not invest in more than three or four because it will suck it will take the life out of you and yes. maybe take your wallet as well so <laughs> i always any free to play games you're playing out there being naraka or a fall guys or Genshin impact or honkai star Rail, but limit to one or two trust me your wallet will thank you my yeah. wallet is fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't play anything but Faye. I haven't paid for Faye in years. So you're welcome. <laughs> and uh, also, Scott, just briefly, how is your moment in Pokemon Sleep at the moment right now? That's okay. I still have um, not the best sleep schedule, but it's getting better-ish. <laughs> I'm also yeah. trying to push my wife to get to sleep easier because we generally wait around a lot at night but that's also because she gets home at like 11 at night so yeah 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 yeah. so only until the weekend you probably get them decently wet and yeah. like, this is just one thing again shout out to to our, our friend faith out there because like when i saw her report she actually apparently i'm not sure maybe she just left her phone and didn't turn turn the app <laughs> off but she got a full 100 grade on sleep I'm not sure you saw that on Scott, but she got a full 100 grade. And I don't crazy. know how the heck she got that. Maybe she did, <laughs> didn't turn, turn it off. I don't know what she did, but yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> but yeah. But... Hey, come on, so talking about these dang gotcha games. All right. <laughs> come on. <laughs> we also do need to move on because we have a lot to talk about. So we all good? Yeah. All right, all right. We're, all right, good. Right, we're, good. we're good. All right. So this honestly has been a huge week for news. So. It's time to go down the warp pipe. And first, we have gotten the latest Nintendo quarterly financial data. So just to recap, this is for April, May, and June of this year. And per the data by Nintendo, the Nintendo Switch is at 129.54 million units sold so let's just round that up to 130 because you know it doesn't include july i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure they sold you know that however many units they needed to get to 130 million so yay yay now uh i always do this when it comes to the quarterly data i look up where we were at in the last quarter okay to see like the growth and we were at 125 million at the end of march so that means they sold five million within these three months, which is not bad. Mm-hmm. Not at all. No, the previous the reason I bring this up is the previous month they only sold three million in those three months. So January, February, March, they only sold three million, but then in April, uh, May, and June they sold five million. So that's a good increase. And again, just reaching one hundred thirty million is way more than anyone ever thought that the Switch would ever do. The other big news is that Tears of the Kingdom is officially at 18.5 million in six weeks. Oh, yes. yeah. Yep. Yep, it did that. And recall, I mean... Go ahead. I, go ahead. Uh, because I was about to say, I mean, it's obviously not going to Pokemon numbers, but it's still <laughs> a very good number, <laughs> yes. Which, not everything will be Pokemon. <laughs> well, well, I, that's an interesting point, but I also want to note something. Tears of the Kingdom was a lot more stable than uh, Scarlet and Violet when it came out. 
So <laughs> people knew about the brokenness of the game and didn't mind getting it. So, I mean, make it that what you will, obviously. <laughs> but maybe they thought like, oh, I'll just get it, and then you know, Pokemon Company will fix it afterward. <laughs> <laughs> so regardless, remember though that like Pokemon. They uh, Tears of Kingdom sold about 10 million in the first three days, which means in the following six weeks, because remember it came out on the 12th, uh, it sold 8 million in just those six weeks. So, in the six weeks after the first launch weekend. So, that's mm -hmm. dang, that's impressive. Yeah, that is mo most impressive. <laughs> so, and there's more because officially now, uh, Tears of the Kingdom is the second best selling Zelda game ever. It's very likely to become the best-selling Zelda game ever because Tears of the Kingdom, as I am about to look up once again, uh, sorry, Breath of the Wild has sold, here we go, uh, 30.65 million. Remember, that came out in 2017. <laughs> so, now, some people are unfairly comparing the two games in terms of how quickly they got to this number. Remember, Breath of the Wild came out at the beginning of the Switch. Yep. This is coming out near the end of the Switch. Everyone, well, pretty much everyone, has already gotten a Switch. So they're like, yeah, let's go get like the one of the biggest Switch games that I'm probably going to get this year. Yeah, versus, oh, I don't even know if I can, A, get a Switch, B, want a Switch, and C, want to play this potentially brand new, like new, new Zelda game. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a very much an apples to oranges comparison. Not to mention, this had years of hype for the right and wrong reasons versus the last one, which was just, can we please just have a gosh dang Zelda game? Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, we technically didn't get one on Wii U because they, Breath of the Wild was ported to both. So, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, we didn't get uh, information on some of the other games that came out, including uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland. I'm sure we'll get that later. Uh, or updates on Fire Emblem Engage, but still be on the lookout for that. The top game is still Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is, wait for it, <laughs> 55 million units sold. Sheesh. Yikes. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Animal Crossing is at uh, New Horizons at over 42 million. Oh, yeah, dude, 43 million mark. Yes. Uh, that, that still boggles my mind. But hey, when you cause a pandemic, then, you know, <laughs> I will die on that hill. Uh, <laughs> you can't disprove it. <laughs> it's like, I don't see. The lie. Where's the lie? The pandemic happened. New Horizons came out. Everyone was stuck at home. So why don't I go to this virtual <laughs> island that can build by hand? It makes perfect sense. The perfect ploy. The perfect ploy. <laughs> All right. More people use that for their business meetings than Zoom that time, too. Ah. <laughs> oh. So uh, we're, we're definitely going to be getting more correlated. Oh, one more thing about Zelda. The franchise, thanks now to Tears of the Kingdom, has passed 150 million units sold. Wow. Very impressive. Nice. Very impressive. And, and but and, and, Okay, I know some people are like, well, that's not really impressive. Technically, no, but also Zelda hasn't had the longest library. It's nowhere near Mario, even Donkey Kong, really, if you think about it. Or Kirby. Kirby has all those games. Like, this has been, like, you know, one to two per system at best, plus the handhelds. So, yep. you know, it's it's still very impressive, and now and now the top two, com just top two combined is like forty eight million. So, <laughs> make of that what you will. But uh, congratulations, to Nintendo! I look forward to getting like the deeper dives into all of this as we go forward. But now, oh gods, we gotta talk about the other thing. 
More Nintendo Switch successor rumors. Make it stop! Again? Make it stop! <laughs> One day we'll no longer need these rumors. A day cannot come soon. Actually, yes, it can. I, I wanted to wait. It's gosh dang turn. Okay. <laughs> so we got to be clear on this. There is news about this, and there are rumors about this. Scott, I'll let you pick first. We do want to do the news. We want to do this, the, the rumors. Let's get the rumors out of the way so we can actually talk about the good thing. The okay. News. <laughs> the rumor from a from a I gotta call him a good source because this guy is, is honestly really good. All right, claims that it's possible, quote, possible that we are going to get a uh, Nintendo Switch successor announcement at Gamescom, which is coming up very, very soon. Yeah. He, he this, the, the insider, does not believe this will actually happen for various reasons. And let's be honest, I, I'm with him. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah. He, uh, it, it doesn't seem likely, but you, you never know. The reason I don't believe it is that Nintendo made uh, the, the biggest event possible for the Switch presentation. Like, they did the thing with Fallon, that was fine, and then they announced, hey, we're doing the Switch event, you should all be there. Okay, let's do that. That sounds nice. Okay, we, we're, we have not had anything like that with this so far. No. Yeah, here we go. It was called Start Menu Claims Switch's successor could be revealed at Gamescom, which they, which we do know they are attending. So that, let's get that out of the way. They are attending it. So is Xbox. Xbox even made a big announcement recently that they're doing their biggest booth ever at uh, Gamescom, which is great. Great for Gamescom. But still no playable Starfield. No, still, still no. Play. <laughs> Ooh, had to get that dig in there, didn't you? I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? So, uh, okay, make it this what you will, but Based on what we know about Nintendo and how they like to announce things ahead of time so that you will be excited, until they say we're doing a, a console announcement, it's not happening. So shut up. Gods. All right. Now let's get to the news. Like, actual freaking news. All right? We can confirm from various sources, including VGC, who is, like, one of the industry standards. And I don't think they did a Nintendo Switch Pro article, just in case you were curious. Um... The Switch's successor has allegedly been given to the various, uh, quote, key developers that Nintendo would want to get, like, launch titles on. Monolith right? Soft. No. Monolith Soft, <laughs> yes, I was about to say, yes. I, I would do it. If, if we, heck, if we could get Xenoblade Chronicles 4 for the launch, heck yeah. All right, That's hey. not coming out for another, like, three years. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Right. I mean, Monolith Soft. I mean, heck, I'd be surprised if they would give something to freaking Platinum Games. Yeah. Platinum. Platinum. Capcom. Yes. Capcom. Square Capcom, Enix, Square probably Enix. too. Yeah. Well, we could get a we could get a Triangle Strategy too, maybe. Tri <laughs> triangle Strategy <laughs> two, even more triangles. <laughs> don't, triangle don't. Strategy two. Now it's a square. And now with the project <laughs> is already. No, it's it's a star because two triangles tilted star. Star David. Um, don't get me started. I still like my even more triangles because that's just so <laughs> dumb and they would do it. But yes, according to according to VGC sources, that Nintendo is targeting a second half of twenty twenty four release for their next gen console. Key partners have dead kit dead dead kits. Yes, dead. <laughs> the dead kits. They're so dead, man. They're, they're dead, man. Game over. Alien reference, be happy. Uh, dev kits ahead of planned launch. Here's the reason I, I believe this one. It's it's honestly just speaks to uh, logic. All right? 
The console is coming. We know it's coming. Nintendo has said it's coming. The developers have to have time to work on the games. <laughs> We're not just getting a game out of nowhere. Yeah, not, not, <laughs> not to mention, because this is a brand new console, they have to adapt to whatever the new console is. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whether it's, and we'll get to the details that uh, about what the console may be. Um, <laughs> that's important because we all know those rumors have been going on forever too. But they have to get used to what it is. They have to do what they can with optimization, which is obviously a struggle when it comes to the brand new console platforms. As Sakurai himself noted not too long ago in one of his videos, um, and so on and so forth. So this, I believe, because that's just straight up logic. If it is coming out next year, someone is working on it right now. Yep. Someone out there over the rainbow. Yes. Must get to <laughs> Rainbow Road. Mr. Spock. I don't know why I did Kirk there, but it <laughs> felt good. Bones analysis. Take it, gentlemen. Talk to a game developer. <laughs> I understand. Scotty, we need the Switch successor now. Captain, I can't change the laws of physics. I need 30 months now. 30 months, that's three years and four months. That's too long. That's too long. <laughs> actually, remember, he actually did rewrite the laws of physics in that episode. Uh, <laughs> All right, so going to what the uh, breakdown for the Switch uh, successor will be, allegedly, allegedly, it will be, it, there will be a portable element. Okay. There will, it will be cartridge slots, so not, not going back to CDs. Uh, the big thing is backwards compatibility. <laughs> There's a rumor that Nintendo wants it so that they can keep the Switch base for more, more or less, but certain developers aren't game. <laughs> I know. That's, it's odd. I mean, like, in my opinion, like, I'm, because again, backward compatibility is definitely necessary, especially how Nintendo has been kind of killing off their old, own personal system. Again, 3DS, the Wii U, like, can't even get these games anymore now. It's rarities. So, backward compatibility is definitely a very key factor, especially if you don't want to, like, again, alienate Switch users for a new console. You Again, you made a big base. You don't want to start that base all over again. So, but... P other developers don't want this? Don't want a backwards compatibility? What? Is it because, I don't know, more money? I don't know of that sort. Uh, like, yeah, I'm not entirely sure why they wouldn't other than the money feature. Yeah, I mean, you can understand it somewhat if, the, if it's like a parody problem, but I think it will be, especially if they do the same way that they've done other backwards compatibility where it's just like an added hardware chip just to translate games to the new one. Mm. It, it's an interesting issue. I, I understand certain elements of the developer side, but given how well the Switch succeeded through ports alone, if you're really worried about it, just port it to the new system and they'll buy it again. Like, I yeah, trail, trail. You never, you never, especially if there is a significant enhancement between one successor to the another. You never know. I'm yeah, I mean, saying. people do that too for like the PlayStation, where they make it for both PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five, and people will buy either one. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So, and then the other thing is that allegedly, allegedly, there is the new system will have an uh, LCD screen versus the OLED screen. For, okay, for, good. For cost efficiency. Yeah. Good, good, good. I Makes know. sense, but. I mean, is that, is, is one better than the other? I really don't know. I like OLEDs, but I think that's just because I like, I'm a little more on the visual side of things when I in plain handheld. Mm, I mean, like a crystal displays versus any OLED displays. Like, 
I, I don't know. I'm not the tech guy. You got to ask him about that. <laughs> I, we should. We should ask him that. But again, this is this has not been confirmed. Some of it. Some of it again is obvious. Someone out there has a dev kit for the next Nintendo system. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's it's out there somewhere. Over that. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> all right. Moving on to arguably the oddest story of the of the night because we're not talking about the next system. We're talking about the last one. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, for those Wii U faithful, all 13 million of you, actually not even that, um, what was it, like 12.65 or something like that? Um, yeah. They're, they're all 13-ish million of you, if you have so desired to play Mario Kart Deluxe, sorry, just Mario Kart 8 and Splatoon on your Wii U's, now you can online. They opened up the online just for those games. <laughs> okay. There must have been some demand for that to happen. I guess. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to relook this up because this was just like, this was odd because we, we know they shut down the online store. So that's still out. But this is, hey, if you, uh, you want to, there we go. Mario Kart 8 and Splatoon, Wii U servers restored after five months online. Okay. So apparently there was an issue that would cause it to shut down, I guess. According to what Nintendo said. Uh, so the issue has now been fixed, and so we will resume online play for these games. I didn't realize they were still on. I mean, I guess it makes sense they were still on. But <laughs> I mean, again, uh, it's, it, it's a big base. I mean, Mario Kart racing fans, even on prices, yeah, it's, they're still gathering. And of course, Splatoon. Splatoon 1, it's a, it's a, they're a group. They're a group. Yes. <laughs> Now, apparently, if you do desire to play on your Wii U, there will be an update you need to download to do the uh, online play. Um, he also said they also said Nintendo might also need to uh, also continue to dis to discontinue the online functionality across tiles should issues persist. So, enjoy it while you can, I guess. Uh, it might go down and it might not come back. Flat. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I I mean, I'm my Wii U is technically still on, like it's plugged in and everything, but it's also been gathering dust for let's see how long <laughs> is it now? six six years. So yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it's it's there, but it's not there. What are you gonna do? All right, next up is a story that I have been wanting to tell for so long. It has been eighty four years. It's been eighty four years. So many promises, so many hopes, and it's finally, oh my god, it's finally here. We're getting Fire Emblem and Death Battle! Ah, party, 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 party. Yes. yes. <laughs> After mourning the loss of Jean Grey, who I once, who I picked, so I'm now 3-3 three and three in this season of Death Battle, it sucks. Uh, I was graced with the knowledge that next week we are going to be getting the previews for Guts from Berserk and Dimitri from Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's happening. Berserker battle! <laughs> yeah. Now, for those of you who don't get the joke, first of all, watch Death Battle. Gosh dang you. <laughs> it's really good. We got Scott to watch an episode just by telling him that he potentially predicted the end of the Johnny Cage Captain Falcon fight. Um, and I did watch it. <laughs> you did? But did you binge it like I told you to? I don't binge that well anymore. Such a sad soul. Anyway, but uh, Fire Emblem has long been requested in Death Battle because, especially since it's boomed as a Nintendo AAA franchise, and there have been a lot of matchup requests. There's been Lucina versus Siri from The Witcher, 
there's been uh, uh, Edelgard versus Kylo Ren. <laughs> that I don't... will be a fun one if it does happen. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, uh, what was the other ones? Uh, crap, there were other ones, but the, the big one was Dimitri versus Guts for no other reason than that they're thematically the same. You know, good-natured souls who were turned dark by betrayal and now just want to kill everybody. <laughs> so, and yes, Dimitri gets redeemed at the end, but nobody cares about that part. Uh, <laughs> I care. But yes, we are finally getting Fire Emblem and Death Battle. The reason that I think Death Battle struggled to bring in Fire Emblem was not because of matchups, because there were a lot of them. I even thought of a good one with Final Fantasy. I want to see the Black Knight Zelgius versus Cecil Harvey. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. And the reason for that is that they were both white knights and dark knights. Yep. That like that's their thing. And with Zelgius and his goddess blessed armor, I want to know if uh, uh, Cecil Harvey can even do anything to him because specifically stated that a goddess blessed blade is the only thing that can damage the armor. Anyway, uh, make it so death battle. But <laughs> the, the other reason is that because of how the game works with the stats, with the fixed stats versus random stats element it's kind of hard to tell their upper limit and like what they can actually endure. Not to mention cutscenes are honestly very few and far between even in three houses. Yeah. Right? So I am very curious about how they would calculate things and how they will say like, Oh, they Dimitri can clearly endure this, but he can't endure this and so on and so forth. So this is so exciting for me and Will and Scott. But mainly me and Will, because <laughs> we're finally getting Fire Emblem, and we love this franchise. And this, is, uh, and I'm, I'm making it clear right now, I am full on Team Dimitri. All right, I do not care if he actually eventually loses. I am going to pick Team Dimitri. I'm going to support my franchise. <laughs> God dang you! <laughs> and uh, in the words of the famous uh, Gear Rising Revenge, there will be bloodshed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, I know one way. I actually know two ways that Dimitri can win. I actually, talked to this over with Will. We'll, we'll discuss this another time. Uh, and but if we're going to go off of Metal Gear, we could always just give him Nano Machines, son. <laughs> hey, unfortunately, they're not both Americans, so that won't work. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Not no, not American. No Nano Machines. Sorry, not sorry, Reese's. Uh, but yeah, so that death battle will be coming out a week from Sunday, and Dimitri's preview will be coming out Tuesday or Wednesday, depending if you're a death battle champion or not. So be ready for that. I'm seriously so excited. I screened like six octaves higher because <laughs> I'm like, okay, wait a minute, who is this? And I see Guts. I'm like, wait a minute, they're bringing back Guts. that can only be one or two characters. And then I see Sothis, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Dimitri. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, very, very, very happy. Thank you, Death Battle, for finally doing this. <sighs> also, I obviously want Ike and Death Battle, but I don't know if there's a good Ike matchup. Like, I'm being, I'm being honest here. Like, you could say, like, oh, it's a swordsman, but what swordsman? You know, what one's a good match for Ike that would be at least fair enough? <laughs> You know, fair, fair enough. Like, there's already, there's already some people saying, like, oh, Dimitri's owns here, or Guts owns. After this, these last few battles, I don't even know anymore, because I thought, oh, Vader's going to be Obito. I was wrong. Phoenix is gonna, <laughs> Phoenix is going to be Raven. I was wrong. You know, it, it's hard to tell sometimes. And again, it's going to be interesting to see how they calculate death battle, or sorry, Fire Emblem stats and feet, feats. So, oh, good times. Good times. I'm seriously counting down to the uh, Dimitri preview. <laughs> I'm just waiting for those preview episodes now. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I want to see how they how they do it. And I have I have an ending 
that I feel would be perfect for the episode. I want to say it here. So, <clears throat> in many ways, Dimitri's story is one of the greatest arcs in all of Fire Emblem. Here was a prince who was destined to have everything, who felt that nothing could go wrong. He was hurt by betrayal, fell down to the darkest hole, fueled by revenge, then by the power of his power of friendship, and <laughs> by the power of friendship and love, he was able to rise out and become the Azure King that Fodlin needed. Boom, right there, close the doors. And it done. God bless Dimitri. So, I, sh I wish I could have written this episode. Like, I was talking to the guys beforehand. <laughs> I want to write for Death Battle. I would love to write this episode. All right, fanboy. We know. We know. <laughs> do you, do you know How well do you know? No. <laughs> I could go on and on and on. All right, but I will not because we got to talk about... <sighs> I have to talk about a Super Mario Brothers movie. Can't we go back to Death Yay! Super Mario Brothers movie. All right, all right, all right. So during the financial... Actually, let's go back to Death Battle. No. Uh, during, <laughs> during the financial quarterly meeting, uh, Nintendo made special reference to how well the Super Mario Brothers has been doing. So they gave a couple numbers that are very, very interesting. The first is the total box office revenue for the film. $1.349 billion. Nice job. Mm, so that is a good chunk of change right there. That, that is that is a lot of coins. <laughs> that is a lot of coins. Uh, according to them, this is the highest ever for an original film based on a video game. Gee, that's a shock. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Uh, not me. <laughs> and the second highest for an animated film. That's impressive. That mm. yeah, very. That's most impressive. And according to them, even though I'm not exactly sure how they figure this out, 168, over 168 million viewers watched the movie. Dang. Yeah. Again, I'm not sure how they calculated that, but, you know, I, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> they did. That's all that matters. <laughs> they, they, exactly. They did. That's all that they matters. They have numbers. <laughs> Life finds a way. So... Because of this, Nintendo also released a statement reaffirming once again that they are going to be looking at making more, quote, visual content of this nature, not the least of which is because of how the movie has helped raise the game sales of various Mario titles. So, yeah, we, we've talked about this at length on the podcast. They could do Luigi's Mansion. They could do Donkey Kong Country. They're probably going to do a Mario Brothers 2 movie. Who knows what's going to come? But they are definitely... They raked in the movie with this first one, so they're going to at least try with another. They yes, and we're out Black. those box office numbers. <laughs> yeah. Now we just got to get uh, Jack Black to sing at the Oscars, and we're all good. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes, yes, please. <laughs> all right, next up. Okay, this is actually some exciting stuff. We got Mario and Rabbids news. We have mm -hmm. got the official name, trailer, and release date for the Rayman DLC. Right. Yeah. So we got a full-on trailer, and in it, we get the reveal of, quote, Rayman in the Phantom Show. So you might remember a certain Phantom of the Opera rabbit in the first game. <laughs> yeah, he's back. And he has the Phantom Op Phantom's Opera Network. Okay. So apparently, Rayman, Rabbit Peach, and Rabbit Mario all get stuck in this network. And now they have to fight their way out of it, otherwise be subjected to the various things that happen to get the ratings to go up. Okay. Sounds like a All bad reality right, TV then. show. <laughs> and I've seen worse. I've seen SNL. Oh! <laughs> so, but yeah, if you look at the trailer, which I am doing right now, you see the various sets that they have going on. There's familiar enemies. There's newer enemies. 
Uh, Rain Man has some apparently new abilities, uh, including like getting around with rings. So that's cool. Uh, you see a glimpse of his gun. I don't really get a good shot at it. It's like a one-handed. I can't really tell what that is to be honest with you. Um, but he's he's got his own thing going on. It, it's just really great to see. I mean, again, many people have been like more or less raving. Yes, really <laughs> raving <laughs> to get, for getting Rayman back in in a Ubisoft property. Like, yeah, how many years? I still remember like playing the Ray, the Rayman. Uh, I don't know party game back on the original GameCube or PS2, and we have not seen Rayman since SS uh, from the uh, Rayman Legends back on Wii U. Jeez. And so now we finally have Rayman coming back again here on Switch in how many years? And like, yeah, perhaps. And people are basically um, thinking that maybe this is basically gauging interest if they want to bring back Rayman again for yeah. modern consoles, maybe. maybe. But again, it's Rayman. Like, Ubisoft, this was one of your original icons. <laughs> Aside from like, Altair, your assassins and all that. This was one of your originals and you just left them in the dust. Until now. Well, hold on. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to give a pass on that. Okay, remember, there was a Rayman Origins. That was 2011. You know, and that was, yeah, a, that was a hit. That was a I mean, they ported that thing everywhere. Right, <laughs> right? right, right, right. Now, granted, that's still 12 years ago, but still. Um, oh, my gosh. That's only the fourth installment of the series? Really? <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. Jeez. Fourth, fourth main installment. So I guess they're not counting the Rabbits titles. But, uh... But yeah, that was 20, that was 2011. So you know, but yeah, now is the time. And, and Keith was the one who mentioned that this could be a, a gauge, and I'm, I'm fine with that. Hey, give that to uh, give that to Ubisoft if you're not gonna make uh, another Mario and Rabbits title. Have that team make a new Rayman game for the Switch successor. Boom, hmm. boom. I was so it's right there. Again, they should be paying us for these ideas. I mean, we're gonna give Dead by Daylight the Shark Week idea, and you know, I'm just saying. So, oh yeah, and the uh, release date for that. Uh, dang it, I just closed the article. It's it's coming out at the end of the month. But uh, let's check. Oh yeah, also they re they recreated a Citizen Kane uh, <laughs> clapping at the end with Ratatouille. That was hilarious. Oh yeah, August thirtieth. So just the end of the month. So exactly the end of the month. No, <laughs> exactly it, it exactly the end of the month. Thank you. I forgot that July had thirty one days. Uh, also, just to remind you, this is the final final piece of dlc for the game and based on what we're hearing from ubisoft sadly this is the end of the line uh... i'm not happy about that either to be honest with you i loved these two games like i mean i gave both a four out of five they were very fun experiences that the gameplay was magnificent both times over yeah, again hilarious grand kirkhope and all that yes it's just amazing again yoko shimamura all these great famous composers it's just like it's pure it's service it's pure fan service Ah, <sighs> I. Oh well. All right. Next up, we have a two-for-one special of villainous news. First up, Super Mario Brothers Wonder got its uh rating from the ESRB, and it's being uh rated M for mature because you are clearly on LSD throughout the game. <laughs> I detect. I detect no lies. I detect no lies. No. It obviously got an E, but the re reason we're mentioning this is that they specifically mentioned that Bowser is going to be the villain in the game which we did not see in the original trailer. So I'm not mad about that. I mean, it's a 2D Mario game. You, Bowser's fine. It's just, part of the course. <laughs> part of the course. The question is, what will be his, what do you want to call it, adaptation? Because he yeah. always gets something in these games. Like he got like the cat, uh, the cat bell before in 3D World. 
He's gotten other things in the other 2D titles. So, uh, what is he going to use like one of the Wonder Flowers to make himself stronger? I don't know. But Bowser will have something. It's just his way. And then, right after that, Sonic Superstars announced uh, that there will be three villains in the game. You got Dr. Eggman. You got the returning of Fang. Uh, it's a deep cut, but still. And then a new character named Trip. And she is based on a sun gazer lizard, or a uh, armored lizard, as they are also known. And that is why she has an armored appearance. And you're not exactly going to understand how strong she is in the beginning of the game. So it's going to be a bit of a, a wait-and-see kind of thing that you'll have to wonder like what her real role is in the narrative. But she will have a big role. Uh, also, they confirmed that there will be no voice acting in Superstars. They're going to play it like the original games, where it was all about... Uh, body language and inference. So, make of that what you will. Interesting. I mean, it's a choice. I mean, the the classic games didn't have voice acting. Right. No. Mm-hmm. So, and if that's and if that's the way they want to go, then that's fine. In this case, like they at least can say like, "Oh, we've done this before," and that's true. So, I know some people will be mad about that, but <laughs> this means it's not for everyone, sadly, <laughs> darling. So, all right. Next up, we have yes, we're still going. Um, uh, Mercury Steam. This was an interesting one. So Mercury Steam are, of course, the developers of the recent uh, Metroid games, including Metroid Samus Returns and Metroid Dread. And they praised Nintendo in a recent interview. This was uh, their CEO, Heinrich Alvarez. And he said, quote, we have an excellent understanding of each other. I think that's fair to say that over time we became friends. And they are super talented people, super hardworking people. They have a work ethic that is unbeatable. And they are open to accept new ideas and try them. So we were always very hungry for leaving our own mark on the franchise, referencing Metroid. And we never ceased to suggest and propose ideas. And many of them ended up in the final product. So we are very proud of the collaboration between us and Nintendo. And yeah, as I said, one of the best development experiences we could possibly dream of, end quote. Yeah, they're happy. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're very happy. <laughs> yeah. So I know this doesn't seem like much of a story, but there's two reasons I wanted to bring this up. First of all, there was a, uh, if you, this was a while ago, but there were reports about issues between Mercury Steam and Nintendo. Apparently those were over-exaggerated, and he even referenced if there were issues, we wouldn't have made like the best Metroid game ever. And the best-selling Metroid game ever, which is confirmed. It's it, he confirmed that it sold over three million units, which makes it the best ever, a best-selling ever. Um, so that was good to hear. And second, it's just good to see such positivity. <laughs> all right, we need it. <laughs> all right, we we've seen all sorts of stories this year about you know terrible CEOs, companies not doing proper oversight, bad games getting released, games getting released too early, and Metroid game Metroid Dread was none of that. It was a great game, fun time, you know, bringing back Samus in even greater light than she was before, even with a mystery that is Metroid Prime 4 still out there. (laughs) Does it even exist at this point? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If all you have is a teaser for a title card, does it really exist? (laughs) And also, this this kind of reaffirms a, a thing we talked about at a previous, I think it was a main event topic, which was... Could you imagine if Nintendo just did this with all their lesser used franchises? Like, find a team like Mercury Steam to revitalize the franchise. And we're actually going to talk about this a little in, in a certain way in the main event, but Mercury Steam was 
basically unheard of. And then they made a 3DS remake, and now they made one of the best Metroid games ever. And who knows what they're working on next. I hope it's another Metroid title. I really do. <laughs> but imagine if we could just find these these younger teams, these young and hungry developers to say, hey, we want to bring back this franchise. Could you give us a chance? And if Nintendo worked with them, like they work with Mercury's team, we'd have Kid Icarus back. We'd have Star Fox back. We have Donkey Kong, Golden Sun, you know, all these franchises. Like and that could be like the first few years of the Switch successor whenever it comes out. <laughs> whenever. You hear me? Let it come when it comes. You don't need to keep spreading rumors, people. Yes. <laughs> Lies! So, it's just nice to hear that they had such a great experience, and I hope that experience continues, because they are a really talented team. Uh, almost done, kind of. We have a <laughs> kind of. Xenoblade Chronicles! I got a two-piece of uh, news for that. First of all, the official soundtrack for the first... Sorry, I gotta say this correctly. The three mainline games. So, one, two, two, three. We, we mourn your loss, X. Um, X, uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna get you there. Uh, uh, you can and not the Twitter thing, X. No, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the joke I was gonna make, but that's a good one. Um, yeah, see, they had X long before Elon. <laughs> so, very musky in here. Um, but yes, all three official soundtracks are available on Amazon and iTunes. So if you've got a craving to play, a, you will remember our names in any of its versions. There you go. Also, the composer of the franchise noted that if, if there is a fourth title, he would want to make the music completely different from what has come before, which has kind of been their trend through the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> especially for X. X. Remember X? Remember X Nintendo? Remember? It's on the Wii U, the console you wish would <laughs> die, and yet you're still bringing online on for some of the games. Just saying. I mean, shut down the store and you're like the Splatoon players play still. I mean, what the heck? Maybe you didn't sell as much as you wanted, but you yeah. can just say at least the fan base is still pretty devout. Yep. We're there, there. We are loyal to the altar of our Wii U. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't mind that. I, I would love to see the Chronicles 4, but this is, this is kind of, I feel like a persona situation where you've just had your best version, best story, best characters, arguably. How do you top it? I don't know. I don't want to be the one to have to just try to decide that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So good luck with that. And finally, and quite sadly, we have to end this with a rumor. Because there is a rumor going around that a new Pokemon Presents is around the corner. We don't know when. Could be this month. Could be next month. It's hard to say. But why is this rumor being spread? Well, I'll tell you. It's because of a certain master, uh, ma I was going to do master, uh, never mind. Uh, masters, space, EX. And uh, they are about to bring in Nimona, a.k.a. Lady Goku. And <laughs> you know it's true. She's great. Nimona it, is great. It's very true. <laughs> I really wish that Nimona got to meet Ash. Like, yes, they would get along very well. I mean, nah. Remember the tent scenario I played? <laughs> like that, I, oh, that, was, that would have been so fun. Anyway. But uh, yeah, Nimona is about to come to the mobile game. And because of that, a lot of people are thinking that we might get a Pokemon Presents not just to show her off more in the game, but to finally give us a release date for at least the first part of the uh, Scarlet and Violet DLC. Is that likely? Possible. Will it happen? Who knows anymore. All right. Also, we're supposed to be getting a Nintendo Direct next September or the next next month because we've had a September Direct for like the last four years. Yeah, I know. Jeez. So, I know we're old. 
<laughs> we are so old. But uh, I mean, I was in my twenties when the Switch came out. That really makes me feel. Old. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm gonna stop this now before I have to go drown my sorrows. But yes, it, it's just a rumor. It could happen. It might not. And who knows? They might just Twitter drop. Hey, by the way, the DLC is coming in two weeks. You never know. They did that for Rayman. They literally True. just did that for Rayman. So. <laughs> I think Rayman would deserve a little more, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly would have. I mean, just being honest here, I would have dropped that announcement in the direct because it's Rayman. Like, give us something. I mean, you, you dropped the, the the last Spark Hunter thing because I was about to come out. I think I actually came out that day. Anyway, and then he's like, hey, by the way, there's one more DLC, remember? And here it is. And then it's a snap, and there's the trailer. But whatever, it's too late now. It's too late! <laughs> it's too late! So, just wait for confirmation one way or the other. And hopefully the DLC is not delayed. And if it is delayed, well, Pokemon Company, there's your chance to make sure it doesn't come out crappily like the main <laughs> game did. <laughs> yes, we still hold you responsible. I went into your game recently, and the problems are still there. <laughs> I can never see Pete kids sitting at a desk the same ever again. Oh my god, that was just so weird. <laughs> or even just like, you know, moving a step ahead and a person phases in and then you take a step back and they phase out. I just saw that. I'm like, you think that'd be like the first thing they fix. Anyway, anyway, we are now going to move on to our main event, which is a conglomerate of topics all having to do with, wait for it, Masahiro Sakurai and his effect on a certain franchise and other franchises and how they have been affected by this same lore problem over the years. So we're going to break this all down in an intent discussion. Alright, so this all has to do with the most recent video from Daddy Sakurai in his Creating Games series. He teased this topic before when he noted that during the development of Super Smash Bros. Brawl, he was approached by Mr. Iwata to, rest in peace, to develop the game. What we didn't know until this video was that they decided, they as a Nintendo, decided that they were going to announce the next Smash Bros. game before recruiting Daddy Sakurai. <laughs> this is yep. true. This is true. They announced it at that E3, uh, 20, what was it? Brawl was 2011, right? I think. It doesn't matter. They announced it at the E3 of that year, whenever it was. And Sakurai was actually in the audience when they announced it. <laughs> so naturally, everybody came to him and said, like, hey, we're going to Smash Brothers game. And he didn't know how to answer. So that was what Nintendo. <laughs> and, he, and, and it's important to remember that at this time, uh, he had left HAL Laboratory. He was on at Sora LTD, his independent company by that point. All right, he was he was a freelancer, and he even said he'd already had appointments for uh, for helping develop other games. So after the announcement, after, after, <laughs> Mr. Iwata called him up to his hotel suite. Let me repeat that for you. Mr. Iwata called him up to his hotel suite. Right? <laughs> as a CEO had, for you. As a CEO for you. He had a top floor suite and he invited Sakurai up and he asked him would you be up for doing the game and Sakurai noted that he had other plans but he didn't want to say no outright so he goes what would you do if I said no and he goes well probably didn't say it like that but it sounded <laughs> well we would probably well, the, the big thing for them at that time 
because this is remember, this is the Wii era was they had the online component they wanted to put into the game. We've talked about how Sakurai felt about that in a previous podcast. But uh, Mr. Iwata and the Nintendo Party wanted to make sure that they had the online capabilities in there. So they said that if Sakurai could not do it, they didn't feel comfortable giving it to anybody else. So they will literally just ported the GameCube version, Melee, put it on the Wii, and then just add it online. Yeah, that didn't sit well with Sakurai at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And because of that, basically, he canceled all his other projects, which he says he still regrets, and he felt bad for doing it to those companies. And he decided to do Brawl, which was obviously a big hit, and then he did Wii U and 3DS, which was a big hit, and then he did Ultimate, which was a big hit. Are you seeing a pattern here? <laughs> no. Oh, you're, oh, you're not? Okay. Here's the thing. No... no Smash Brothers game has been developed without Sakurai. And if you recall, he admitted himself that Super Smash Brothers Ultimate was originally developed by somebody else, but then they were doing terribly. So he came back and helped save the game and made it to what it is today. And he basically admitted on camera, he cannot imagine anyone doing Smash Brothers like he can't. He cannot imagine not being a part of this franchise. And that's a problem for various reasons because <laughs> if eventually and inevitably something will cause Sakurai to leave. Whether that be his own volition, his retirement, or, heaven forbid, his death. We don't want to talk about stuff like that, but <laughs> it, it has to be mentioned. Something will cause Sakurai to stop making Smash Brothers. And then the question is, what well what do we do now because this isn't like a mario or a zelda or donkey kong or a metroid where you can literally just throw another team in there and say hey can you try and make this as good or as or better than the other titles we've seen that already happen with mario with miyamoto with zelda where transitioned to aonuma and so and now metroid with mercury steam without sakurai Without his attention to detail, without his passion, his love for game, which A.G. Onuma even said in an article, no one could do it better than Sakurai. What are we going to do? Should there be anything done? Let's let's talk about this first. Uh, Will, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, like I've been seeing other like uh, point of views other from other YouTubers like Maximilian as well, and like. Yeah, like it's it's almost a point. Like we mentioned this point idea before again. Like if they ever want to decide to make another Smash Brothers game afterwards, like who would it be with even at the helm? Because like Sakurai is is basically is Smash Brothers. Like without him, you really can't call anything what's gonna be creating after it a Smash Brothers property. I mean, sure it has the look of it, like what um the Iwata's would have proposed be just ported with like minor additions and not really have like any extra passion like the of and respect for the series it, of the uh, characters it brings in so when i just think about like if like they're gonna make a smash brothers games like wouldn't even be smash brothers anymore i mean aside from just in name brand only because if you don't have sakurai it's really much not really a, a, a smash brothers Foley, a Smash Bros. games Foley, and like, uh, here's hoping I kind of feel like as well. Like, if Smash Bros. Ultimate is hypothetically speaking the the final Smash Bros. game in this series, then I think that's probably the 
best way to put it. Because again, don't over milk a series to the points that it just like it becomes stale, and especially you don't want to like um, blacken the image, uh, spoil the image of like yeah of what a, a great series it is with uh, like a very bad product or like a black sheep entry. And yeah, like as Sakura said himself, it's just I really can't see anybody else helming another Smash Bros. Because if they decide to make, make a Smash Bros. game without him, I mean, again, he wants to work on it as close as he can, but without Sakurai is just, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's kind of that, that symbiotic relationship. You can't have one without the other. If, we, if you don't have Sakurai, in Smash Bros, it just might as well not be Smash Bros anymore. Now it might as well just become I don't know another all a PlayStation All Star, and you know how <laughs> bad that thing came. Do not mention that game in our presence, dog. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, and again, if you don't have, yeah, you don't without Smash, yeah, and like again, Sakurai is the, is just so capable. Again, he he. The fact that Adrian knew himself already just gave props, like, like gave high praise again his like his passion, his like just pure respect for all the licenses. Like again, you you saw how much he he raved it with Terry Bogard in King of Fighters, and how much respect he gave to for uh, Sephiroth, and of course uh, Pirate Mitra, just all these DOC characters. Again, Persona Five. So <laughs> just if you don't. It's rare to see a person that passionate like Smashiko Sakurai. So, like, can you find another person? Of course not. It's just like there's just just no way. Sakurai, Sakurai, you can't replace them. And if you find another person who has that equal amount of passion, perhaps you can make it something. But as a moment right now, I just as Sakurai said, I really can't see anybody else homing a Smash Bros. game without him. If anything else, if not, it put Sakurai in an advisory role. Scott. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Sakurai is very connected to the roots of Smash Brothers, but not just in the way that it's made, but also in the way that it gets respected. And I think that's the hardest part if we do try to have a Smash Brothers without Sakurai, is we're going to be having a lot more, probably jank, a lot less innovation. And it will be just basically like, basically just a port at most of what we already have. And most likely won't be that good of a port unless, you know, maybe one day we'll get a good internet server with Smash. <laughs> but I don't think I could really see Smash Brothers being the same level of detail, the same level of just hype without Sakura at the helm. And it'll be really wonky to hear and to try a Smash Brothers that Sakura is not involved in. Yeah, this is a it's a very sensitive topic, and this will lead into the second part of our discussion. But it's clear that when you have someone like Sakurai who puts everything he has for better and for worse, <laughs> remember he once worked on uh, I think it was Smash Four with an IV in his arm. Like, really, Sakurai? You can rest a little. <laughs> I, I beg of you. Um, you, you, you're not going to find someone like that. You can find another passionate person. And even Sakurai has admitted that they have looked. <laughs> they have looked <laughs> for someone to take the role, to do, to do what he has done. But they have not found them yet. Yet. And this is a fine line because Sakurai has set a standard. He has set a bar. 
and you almost fear that if someone else came in, they would say, "Oh, this is you know this is what he would want," and do something. Un I don't want to say unoriginal, but um, unrefined. Like for example, while we all want new characters, there's a reason Sakurai doesn't have 200 characters in Smash Brothers. <laughs> okay, he he and the team work very hard to make sure they're balanced as possible. To make sure they're all unique, fun, true to the characters, so on and so forth. You almost fear that it's like, hey, I'll just throw in all these characters and all these characters and all these characters and all. Hey, you want Goku? Sure, you can have Goku. That's uh, what we have the Smash Flash for. No, that's, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I and I, I fear that without someone that has passion and restraint, we're gonna get like a lot of clones, which you don't need. Like Sakurai alone has already given us too many clones and Echoes. And I'm yeah. Like, I'm sorry. What do you have to call them? Echoes? Just say they're not clones. <laughs> now you have to up Sakurai. They're um, not exact clones, but yes, but okay. They're, 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 they're call them what they are. Call yeah. them what they are, dang you. Um, Dimitri's in death battle. Uh, but. <laughs> I, I worry about it. Like, and hey, I've made my pitch to uh, work for Nintendo a thousand times over. I'm not sure, even just from a designer and leader standpoint, that I would want to work on Smash Brothers. I could try, and I know I would bring my own passion to it, but would it be on the same level as Sakurai's? I don't know if I could trust myself that much. Not to mention the amount of pressure to say, like, you know, to go to these developers and say, hey, I want to have your character in the game, and create all the special creating the trailers i could totally do like that would be so much fun for me to come up with clever ideas to do like the cha warning challenger approaching thing i would have a blast doing that but like the <laughs> nitty-gritty of you know making the game making it work making it shine working with the teammate that takes a special person and, and gosh dang it sakurai is that special person mm -hmm, mm -hmm. again like the way again how he explained that story especially with minecraft steve with, with a sora from kingdom hearts again those characters themselves again for minecraft he had to basically rehaul the entire system and with sora you know how much that much of legal trouble is with <laughs> disney and square enix and he so, said that one happened by accident he met, he met the guy on an elevator. It's like, hey, can we have Soren Smash Brothers? I know there's a Disney thing, but and the guy goes, yeah, okay, we can talk about that. <laughs> it was an accident. Just like Kingdom Hearts was an accident. That's kind of ironic. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's it's one of those things where it's easy to say, oh, we could find somebody else, and yet the people who actually know the behind the scenes, including what Sakurai has told us in our two different videos, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, like if you have the like again with the original team, like who are all, all just not as, as equally passionate for the project, like Sakurai, like they brought in like the dev team, the dev team himself also brought in something for the two Smash Brothers and especially with Brawl and Ultimate. So, like, it's almost like saying if they bring in an entire definitely new team, like completely new blood, like, will they have that same passion? Will they have that, like, I don't know, that knowledge of like four series that made these great titles and like of course that that itself is a big gamble and again you want, you want to replace sakurai yeah that's a tall order that's a very tall order and, and i'm sure some people are like well wait a minute there are other people in nintendo that are proven individuals that can you know possibly handle something like this like say an ago numa or probably to a lesser extent shigeru miyamoto Remember, the Smash Brothers is a very special franchise. 
All right. It's not as simple as saying, hey, how can we innovate from the last game? It's okay. How can we innovate from the last game? How can we improve these features? How can we make gameplay better? What were some of the biggest fan complaints and that we can improve on? Who are all the characters we have to add? What are the, like, the, the story? Is there going to be a story mode? How are we going to make the online work? It's a multi layered beast. And Sakurai himself has admitted in other videos that he's had certain work processes to try and keep people, you know, in the know what's going on uh you know so everyone's on the same page it's a process it's a really big process and not everyone's going to be willing to you know do that process or to try and mimic it and and heck even mr rawada you know the brilliant man that he was said oh yeah if you're not working on it we're basically going to go port, we're going to port the gamecube game that was Iwata saying that you know Iwata's no slouch or wasn't rest in peace, sir. <laughs> but like, if Iwata was saying that, and even E.G. Unuma said, you know, no one could replace Sakurai. What the heck are we supposed to do? Yeah, and like, if by, by all, I mean, not to go more, but again, it, if the day when Sakurai passes away in this world, like, yeah, that's it. Like, you oh. won't find that pa passion again unless, like, I don't know, it's like there's some reincarnation of Sakurai somewhere else. And yeah, I haven't seen that that yet like you really see, again sakurai is sakurai why we call him daddy sakurai just because again how, how what he delivers to the world so unless you like there is someone that can really emulate that passion yeah good luck yeah and this actually leads to the uh, second half of our discussion because there have been franchises in the in the gaming world that have moved on from their original developer original creator and so on, and have suffered mixed results because the passion was not there. Mm -mm, I can name a few, yes. Yeah, or and, but there have been some that have been passed on and have succeeded, and we can think of a few of those. Uh, a great example on the positive side is God of War. Right. Yeah, God of War, absolutely. God of War on the PS2 was overseen by a Corey Balrog and certain other people. Corey was one of the big ones, and you know it was a it was brutal, <laughs> gory, extremely. A lot. Uh, I don't Greek, know extremely Greek. Yes, <laughs> the, the phrase it was it was Greek to me has never been more accurate. And then they, you know, they they did their arc, which are, some would say was arguably too long. And then it, it was done. And then they said, "Hey, let's bring it back." And Corey was there, and he oversaw number the the fourth game, God of War PS4, and it was awesome. And then he transferred the role to another guy for for Ragnarok. That was a big worry. Because would it be would it have the same passion? Would even with, even with Santa Monica there, would it be the same? And even though they went through some struggles, including whether to do two games or three, Ragnarok was awesome, and it won Game of the Year, among other things. <laughs> so, oh, okay, sorry, wait, 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 Elden Ring won Game of the Year. Elden Ring won Game of the Year, and that was like <laughs> the only thing it won. God of War, Ragnarok won everything, everything. else because won, that's yeah. how it works. Everything. One uh... game wins Game of the Year. The other game wins everything else. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, make make of that what you will. But I, I know some people probably picked God of War Ragnarok, but that was a great example. They and and Santa Monica Studio wasn't the one who made the PS2 games. I'm pretty sure. So they took a different team, changed leaders eventually, and they made it work. A contrast to that is the Halo franchise. <laughs> yeah, Bungie uh, had a long, long history with Halo from its development 
from an uh, from an RTS, if you if you didn't know, until to an FPS, <laughs> which became the killer app of the Xbox. Seriously, I know X Play is dead again, but go and look up their retrospective on the Halo trilogy. It is fascinating and horrifying all at the same time. Yeah, but Bungie put everything they had into the games, and they were willing to end it in two. They were fine with ending it in two games, but then they had to make a three. They thought they were done, and then Microsoft said, "No, we need more." <laughs> you guys do such good work. We want all of them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's where serious fatigue sets in. Exactly, and that—that's where we got ODST, which is one of the worst ones. Then we got Reach, which a lot of people say was one of the best, and then it went to Three Four Three Industries, which, let's just be blunt here, struggled. Nope. Yeah. I mean, four, five, and six. Like, who actually wants to talk? Okay, four, five, and Infinite. Like, who really wants to talk good things about those games? Like outside of multiplayer, <laughs> technically, like, the passion was not there. The the same feel and the flow was not there. Not to mention they just straight up lied about what Guardians was. I still don't yeah. know what Guardians was about because the whole campaign was that this is happening and no, this is happening, and then you get into the game and none of those things are happening. So what the heck? And then Infinite was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Infinite had a good start and then. It didn't afterwards. It, it wasn't even. It wasn't even a complete game when they launched it. <laughs> I mean, that's how broken it was. Yeah, and the computer version was just so bad. <laughs> so there's that, and then you could. There are other. What well, you said, you had some other franchises in mind. What were you thinking of? Because the one that really kind of, I believe, that kind of lost lost its way since its creator was uh, Assassin's Creed. Oh, because yeah. I remember, like, when um, Assassin's Creed Two. Uh, with Ezio trilogy, uh, Patrice Patrice Delis, I believe was the name. What Patrice something like that, but basically he was like one of the creative directors, and he handled the Ezio trilogy. But unfortunately, I think it was like during uh, Revelations, he left the Ubisoft, and ever since then, it just kind of like yeah, sagged it. Like the Assassin's Creed just kind of suffered. Like number three, American Revolution was like eh. Number four, Black Flag was the good direction, but then after that, I mean, Syndicate was probably I argue again many times over. It was the last great Assassin's Creed, <laughs> and now uh, yeah, with um, a lot of people won't even say it. Syndicate's good, but like that's another that's another debate entirely. <laughs> Assassin's Creed, I personally like Syndicate, but I like this. <laughs> I'm I, sure I, you do. But yeah, like so, uh, yes, like in, and of course, naturally, of other series, like. I think this probably can be easily. Uh, I think the the one that pops in my mind right now is probably Patrick Kazooie. Like again, oh. once, <laughs> once it changed hands, it just like, yeah. Ever since nothing bolts, it just like, nope. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you lost it. You lost the, it. The Perfect Dark Zero game after Perfect Dark was kind of wonky. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, and you know, obviously, there are games that get better over time. Or like like look or reach their audience over time, like a Fire Emblem, like a Monster Hunter, like uh, I know those other good. I mean, heck, I even wrote Street Fighter as well at times. Yeah. Street Fighter, yeah, that was a, I think that was a special case because it was totally the same team. They just really screwed up with five. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, again with Yoshin, I know because again the whole uh, big kerfuffle with uh, Yoshinori Ono before when he was helping, and now with the new team of six. Yeah. It's like that six was basically that out of the new team and new director. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, for the positive side, have a Phoenix Wright. Oh, because yeah. like the original, the original creator only wanted to do a trilogy, and he wasn't happy about the second set, and yet the second set was just as good, in my opinion. In my opinion. 
So <laughs> hey, we're getting we're getting the remaster soon. So I'm very excited about that. <laughs> so it's really and, and Will said it best. It's a question of series fatigue. How far are you willing to push a franchise until it breaks? And for some people, and we could think of like so many franchises for this, <laughs> they're willing to push it to the breaking point and beyond. Others are willing to, you know, take the time, do it right, and innovate. Like Zelda, like I mentioned before, like they don't have the largest gaming roster despite having been around for over 35 years. And the reason is that they try and confine themselves to one to two games per console or handheld. And that's worked for them. And that's awesome. And then Mario has had a lot more hit or misses because he just he's everywhere. Right, <laughs> there's right. a lot From of every Mario. genre. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and there's there's another one, Paper Mario. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, that game went for like the one of the greatest RPG things ever to not. Yes, and I'm arguing the Mario sports games. I love Mario Golf. Man. I love Strikers, uh, but now, now with what they have now, Mario Party. I used to love the Mario tennis games too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, Mario Party, like ten entries, and now with the Super Series. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm actually surprised they haven't announced another Mario Party title, given the success of Superstars. Or super yeah. I mean, it's more of a compilation rather than like an own personal gimmick, like the numbered entries. So, so it's really again we acknowledge this is a complex issue because sometimes it's just about finding the right person to take over. Sometimes it's just about giving it to someone and hoping that they do well. It's it will not work every time, and even Sakurai said that he he believes that there will be another Smash Brothers game, even though they made it clear this is just his opinion. At the time of the video being made, <laughs> not a confirmation, so don't don't take that out of the context. But yeah, I think it's also interesting to note too that there's like different tastes too for people. So what pe person might think is like a really terrible game, might like others would actually like. I think one that comes into mind is like the Devil May Cry series had one entry that was made by not the main team, which go. was the DMC game, which don't and like. some people really liked it, but a lot of people, especially those who were fans of four. Did not like it. <laughs> yeah. And then they basically ignored it when they made DMC 5. And then 5. Well, I mean, there was nothing to ignore. DMC was a prequel, so there was no reason to oh, say yeah. it was ignored or not. <laughs> Do you oh. even play the game? No, no, I, no, I haven't. You know what? Because I have taste. Gosh dang it. Oh, I actually liked it. Fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, there's... Uh, or Here's another example. If someone else outside of Platinum Games tried to make Bayonetta, that, that would be interesting. I would no, I wouldn't trust him. And he could say, "Wait a minute, what about uh, Bandit Origins?" No, that was the team. <laughs> it was just a different group of them, and they were making yeah. an entire different version of the game. So, and then you can take up that what you will. Some people, a lot of people liked it. Some people didn't. And who knows what the sales are doing? But again, it comes back to how long can you reasonably take <laughs> things? All right, and for Smash Brothers especially, because of all the work that goes into it, all the nuances and gameplay balancing and the new characters and the old characters even sakurai said after the launch of ultimate there's probably not going to be another uh someone said fireball sorry uh that was an accident uh <laughs> smash brothers game like this there can there just can't be and so no matter what comes next it with or without sakurai the next one's gonna be smaller which i honestly think is fine because they had the ultimate compilation now let's do something a little more refined. So, but what comes after that? Or what comes after that? I don't know. And yes, Nintendo is going to try and push things, but even they have to know there's only so many ways that you can do this particular title without it becoming stale, egregious, 
or just superfluous. Mm -hmm. I'm using big words. <laughs> I am excited. Uh, yes, I mean, if anything else, Nintendo, like, if you're making a series such as this, like, sometimes it's best just to, like, yeah, just withdraw. Do not even attempt it. That's because it is just at that echelon of, like, you don't touch perfection. That's it. Leave it at that. Do not touch perfection. Don't overstay your welcome. Yeah, something should go the way of F-Zero. Don't, but not F-Zero. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't you dare. Don't, don't you put that evil on me. Like, and for some of you thinking, wait a minute, but Street Fighter's still going on. How many titles has Street Fighter actually had? Like, really think about it. I mean, the Third Strike, uh, Alpha 2, and all that. I mean, yeah. do we count the movie tie? No. no. <laughs> it's less than 10. And let's be honest, it's really not even less than 10. It's much less than 10. But we're just now on Street Fighter 6, not including, like, the what, the five ways they've redone two and three over the yeah, years I, the I don't two count. alpha two alpha turbo the yeah. <laughs> so like it, it, those were those are absolutely superfluous and and keith actually wrote a great piece on think on street fighter three one of them so mm -hmm. but even then like main title wise they've only had six games that's it and those titles are absolutely like you know contained roster swap in swap out now they have dlc so they can add more we just got rashid and whatever you know, they were never as big roster-wise as Smash Brothers. No. It just never was. Mortal Kombat, about the same. And even then, they've had their rise and fall over the years, including, <laughs> including losing their main developer and publisher and then rebranding as NetherRealm. NetherRealm was not the original designer. That was Midway. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, see, now that makes you feel a little dumb, don't it? <laughs> so every franchise, every single one has their own way of continuing or needing to realize when to stop and it may be that if we're being honest we may only get one more smash brothers game and if that is the case we should be happy because we at least got that one and if it was to end today if nintendo says there are no more smash brothers games coming are we going to be sad heck yeah we'll be sad but we can at least say, hey, we got all these titles, we got Ultimate, we got all these amazing characters that we can play at, and I bet you anything that the sales of all those games are going to go up, <laughs> just because people are going to want to collect the whole series and say, I, I collect them all! Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it, it's, it's, in the words of the late Michael Jackson, you never can say goodbye, no, 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 no. Nothing? No? That was, <laughs> that's, that's Jackson 5, Michael Jackson? Anyway. Um, that was before my time. <laughs> oh, God. Stop making me feel old, Scott. Gosh dang it. So, yeah, we know that, again, this is, a t this is a difficult issue, and this is what I wanted to talk about, because it's not just about Sakurai. It's about gaming as a whole. Gaming needs to understand, as hard as it is, sometimes you just got to let something die or give it some space, take a few while off, and then come back fresh. Sometimes that is the way. This don't need a brute force a series <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah again like we're seeing with metro prime 4 <laughs> yeah i was gonna i was gonna say more like the madden franchise but that works too uh okay sadly so there, people are gonna buy madden for some stupid reason for years to come even with it just having small and incremental upgrades it, it's minor and they're like all oh, paying 70 dollar prices for <laughs> microtransactions like yeah geez. that's the weird thing there's microtransactions that you actually need to do pay to get like specific characters and it's just like what anyway uh with that we are ending this episode of the nintendo tm podcast what did you feel about daddy sakurai's 
thoughts on Smash Brothers and his role in it. Do you think that there is somewhere out there, oh, the rainbow, uh, a person that can match Sakurai's passion and make a good, a good Smash Brothers follow-up? Or do you think that the franchise will honestly, pardon the term, die with him? Let us know. And what other franchises do you feel need to understand their expiration date because they cannot keep just trying to force it out? Other words, other way, other wares, whatever. Uh, also, <laughs> I didn't want to say also again, and that just it just got weird. Also, what did you think about the Switch sales? Are you excited for Gusters to beat you like I am? Because it's like totally awesome. I hope you really, really runs. <laughs> and I do have a way for him to beat Guts. That's legitimate. Um, are you excited for the Rayman DLC? Are you going to get it when it comes out? Uh, do you hope that Mercury's team is working on another Metroid game? And do you think we're going to get a, a Pokemon Presents this, this month or next? Let us know in the comments below. So, for Skull Kid Scott and Warrior Will, I am Toro Rifle Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made the end of the level. So, raise the flag. <laughs>